The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. Still here. Still kicking. You, the EU chief of the European Union, that's who the EU chief I'm talking about is. The EU chief says that he can force a peace contract on Israel. This is biblical stuff, folks. It's amazing. It is amazing to see the Bible come alive. Right, It has to because everything is speeding up. And so you just see it come alive that they would say that they can force a peace contract. Basically, the world is trying to say that Israel will be forced to accept a two-state solution. They think they, they need to do this because they know Israel is not going to want to go back. They're not going to turn Gaza back over. Well, if, if you know Israel really isn't going to do that, then you're going to say, you know what? We're not going to view you as a sovereign nation. We're just all going to get together as the whole world and say, you have to do it. So I look at this through America's eyes, and I'm looking at it through a Christian perspective eyes. And does this raise the danger level trying to force Israel, the whole world? And you know America's on the world side of trying to force Israel to do this as well, trying to force Israel into a peace contract endangers America's existence even more so. Because most of the world right now is going to view America, no matter what their politicians do, even if their politicians in America are all with the UN and the EU, the American people still, there's still enough of them and there's enough Christians in America that support Israel that causes them a problem. The Christian church makes it hard for America to be anti-Israel. And they're going to want to get rid of America, get rid of the Christian church, get it out of the way so they can achieve what they want to achieve. And that is eventually to get rid of Israel once and for all, eventually, Oh, this, this is amazing stuff. Let me get to the first sound bites. Uh, here, the Watchmen with Eric uh, Steckelbeck. Take a listen. Okay, let's break down what happened atop Mount Mayron today. Oh, hold on. Before we get to that, that that's the second cut I want to play. Let me get to the first cut, and then we'll go back to that. The, that that's about an, an attack that happened, and I want to give you that. But first... I want to get to the other cut, and that has to do with them forcing the uh, peace contract, basically. Take a listen. But we talked about the foreign policy chief for the European Union, Josep Borrell. Now, a few weeks ago, he said, look, if Israel doesn't want to agree to a Palestinian state, the international community, quote unquote, will impose a state upon Israel, whether Israel likes it or not. Yes, folks, he really said this. Israel's a sovereign nation, just a helpful reminder, a sovereign nation that can make its own decisions about its own security and its own future, by the way. Thank you very much. But that's not the way many in the West see it. 
including, again, the foreign policy chief for the European Union, literally saying, and I quote, he used the word, we will impose a Palestinian state upon Israel, whether they like it or not. He followed that up yesterday and today as well. Big gathering in Brussels of European foreign ministers, and Burrell was there, and some Arab officials as well. And it's the same kind of verbiage, folks, the same kind of language saying, look, uh, Israel doesn't seem ready to accept this. So we're going to have to impose it, and they have no right, Burrell said today, to veto it, meaning they have to just accept it. Now, the thing about that is that a Palestinian state undoubtedly would require Israel to give up Israeli sovereign land. I'm talking in particular about Judea and Samaria, which the world calls the West Bank. But Israel has no say in that. Hey, Israel, we're just going to kind of come in and impose this upon you, the world, and take a chunk of your land, and you really have no say in it, and you must just accept it, and that's that. Folks, look, I could unpack this more, and I will, but as we wrap up here, just a reminder of where we are prophetically. I talked about the Great Northern War earlier. I believe that's laying the groundwork for larger biblical battles, prophetic battles, which, by the way, Israel, with a very large assist from the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, will emerge victorious, but it won't be easy as we head into the time of Jacob's trouble. But real quick, a quick mention, I think of the book of Zechariah, which says that Jerusalem in particular will become like a burdensome stone. The entire world, I'm paraphrasing here, the entire world will want a piece of Jerusalem. They'll covet it, but it'll be like a burdensome stone. And anyone who comes against it will be cut to pieces. Well, folks, guess what? The entire world is coveting Israel, Israeli land, Jerusalem right now. The, the land that God and the city, Jerusalem, that God Almighty has given to the people of Israel forever. What part of forever, eternally, does the world not get? We're about to find out because this is a groundswell now of a clamoring for that two-state solution, Palestinian state, including where I'm sitting right now, the Biden administration, all in on this as well. Folks, fasten your seatbelts. 2024 is going to be, let's just say, a very interesting year, eventful. That might be the understatement so far of the year, but keep it right here on The Watchman. Yes. Why why would people want a peace contract so bad all around the world if you're not in some sort of chaos? You're going to be in some sort of chaos for people to be begging for a peace contract. We're, we're not in that chaos. Well, we, actually, I think we are in a way, but it's at the very, 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 very beginning of that chaos. It's building. And that if this chaos keeps getting more and more and more, it just all fits. All right. And so let's look what's happening with Israel. Here's the cut I was talking about. That, uh, this is about an attack. Hezbollah getting aggressive. This is just to show you things are still ramping up, leading to World War III getting worse and worse. I technically think we're already in World War III. It's just so little at the beginning, it doesn't feel like it yet. Breaking news, a Hezbollah missile barrage struck this critical Israeli air traffic control base. Now, it lies in the upper Galilee region of Israel. It's about five miles from the Lebanon border where Hezbollah lives and breathes. And thankfully, there wasn't, according to the Israel Defense Forces, any serious damage to this base. But nonetheless, folks, uh, a bold move by Hezbollah, 
and reaching further, usually Hezbollah has targeted the communities on the immediate border, uh, in the vicinity, the immediate vicinity of the Israel-Lebanon border. The Upper Galilee, a little deeper, again, five miles from the border. That's number one. Number two, this is the second time that Hezbollah has struck this critical mount since January 6th. On that day, another Hezbollah rocket barrage also struck Mount Meron. And again, this is a critical intelligence base for the IDF where they can monitor what's happening in southern Lebanon uh, and in Syria in particular. And Hezbollah sending a message here, folks. This was retaliation yet again for the death, number one, of Sali Al-Aruri, that top Hamas operative who was killed on Lebanese soil just south of Beirut, a Hezbollah stronghold. And look, Hezbollah vowed to retaliate for his death, but also there have been additional Hezbollah commanders, uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps commanders taken out, eliminated by Israel in recent weeks as Israel becomes more bold, more precise, and more targeting in the targeted in these eliminations of top figures in that Iranian backed. Okay, it didn't want to pause for me for a second. Yes, uh, so you see the escalation, massive escalation. It matters because we can't forget about China. Because remember, China is secretly pushing a lot of this stuff behind the scenes. And remember, China, China wants to rule the world itself. And it loves to do it behind the scenes. And this stuff isn't happening accidentally. And now we have reports about China still going after our farmland. How many times have I told you China wants our farmland? In a way, that's a good thing if World War III were to break out because it means China would not want America completely wiped off the face of the earth. They would want America's farmland to be untouched. So for them to have this desire of our farmland so badly, because they have to have some some way of feeding their people, they import so much, they can't, they can't feed their people without our farmland. It is true, though, they have a backup plan of, of those of you who live in Australia. They'll come after you, and they think they can use your land because you have better land than they do for, for farming. And that's one of their backup plans. But anyways, they really want America's farmland because it's the best in the world. And it, it just listen to these reports. China isn't stopping with their plan to get America's farmland. Take a listen. And I think it really needs to be said now that the Biden regime really is opening the floodgates for the Chinese Communist Party to purchase farmland here in the United States. And there's a couple of stories we've put up on the War Room site that really document this. I think first and foremost is the fact that the White House secretly, again, they didn't announce it to the American public, but they secretly set up um, a working group between our USDA and China's Department of Agriculture to collaborate on food supply, farming. They're sort of vague about what exactly this entails, but that is a stark contrast from what is the prevailing Republican uh, position on the issue, which is that we shouldn't have the Chinese Communist Party anywhere near our food supply. And it was just revealed, too, again, in in another story I put up for warroom.org, that for the first time ever in the history of this country and the history of the Chinese Communist Party, that Joe Biden sent an official government delegation 
including high-level USDA advisors and some state-level officials from no conspiracies, no coincidences, but the state of Georgia, um, overseas to the China International Import Expo. And they set up, I think the studio has the pictures, a pavilion with 17 exhibitors, basically allowing them to lay the groundwork for broadened Chinese Communist Party collaboration on the front of food supply and farmland. And, and Steve, what this really dovetails with and the bigger narrative here that I think we need to sort of start pulling the thread, but really, like I said, get into now, you know my background is in Chinese Communist Party foreign influence operations. It's a it's a fun party trick, but um, a lot of those have sort of, I wouldn't say ceased to exist, but they've sort of rebranded, right? They're not as effective when you, saw, when you put light on them, when you expose their actions. So a lot of these groups have become more or less defunct, but they've now rebranded into agriculture-focused influence groups, particularly the U.S.-China Heartland Association. And this is something that counts really primarily former establishment Republican governors and a few token Democrats. But they Okay, you get the drift. America has sold itself out. The Biden administration sold itself out to China. China's going to tell our American politicians Oh, we're transitioning into a new world order. And we're going to help, you know, with the farmland. And as we transition America out of power, China is never going to tell our politicians, uh, we plan on completely conquering you. Because it might be so major, so big, it would be the worst case scenario you could possibly think of. That's the worst case scenario. But also the best case scenario, if you truly are raptured out with the church. It's good for you, but not for them. That's what I, I think is around the corner. Folks, get right with God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. Time to repent. And if, if, if this happens and it sounds super crazy to you and all of a sudden it happens, you better not waste time getting right with God. I'll tell you that. I love you guys. See ya. Hey guys, don't forget to subscribe and hit that like button. Folks, for over 60 years, the John Birch Society has been standing for our constitutional rights. They want to limit and counter big government and its agenda. You need to go and check out the John Birch Society at jbs.org. Go check it out now.